hell's in there. It's weird and pissed off, whatever it is. She just goes a little mad sometimes. We all go a little mad sometimes. Game over, man. Game over. What an excellent day for an exorcism. You are invited to an open house where horror will be your host. Don't fall asleep. Happy Halloween, Liz. (laughs) I know you've made me come out to record actually on Halloween. Yeah. And that means I have to travel home in the dark. You know if anyone is going to stop for a lady with a pig, it's going to be me. (laughs) And if cut back to our previous Halloween episode, we know that's how it ends. (laughs) What, lady with a pig? Yes, did you remember? You got it. Oh, my God. You have to, like, beware the lady and her pig. That's right. She's, just, you know, just out owning property, having an opinion, trying to vote with her pet pig. <laughs> you have to look out for El King here? What's going on? <laughs> and they were like, oh, my God, evil spirit. <laughs> oh, my God. And I've left, like, the little treats out the front of my house to confuse the evil spirits. No. What, what have you left? Um, oh my god, a wide assortment of potato chippies. Very good. Thin chippies, um, the extra crunchy chippies, the rigid for your tooth pleasure chippies. Okay. Yeah. Mm. With decorations as well? Have you have you gone all Halloween? Um, well, no, I haven't. This is the first year where I've not gone like full on Halloween because I've basically, I just, I stayed home. I'm still trying to like kick this yeah. funk yeah. To the curb. Yeah. We did it last year. Last year we went fairly all out. Uh, mm. And we got lots of little visitors and stuff this year. The fucking weather yeah. is psychotic. Like we are in full La Nina at the moment. This is November. Well, it'll be November mm. by the time this comes out. And Australia is fucking 13 degrees and freezing. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, no, no. But like as I said, as the way as I was driving here, there was like a little horde of like trick-or-treaters, like somebody's scout group yeah. had all gone en masse and were just like <laughs> plundering a neighbourhood. And I was just like, suckers. <laughs> I wanted to get creative with like the decorations if we did it this year. Mm-hmm. And I was just going to print out Madonna's Instagram. She looks like the woman in black now. What is going on? No. Oh, my God. I've said it before. Now, Madonna looks like Marilyn Manson going to an 80s party dressed as 80s Madonna. Oh, yeah. Yeah. No, she's lost the eyebrows. She's lost the plot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, she's been she's been cooked for a while. Mm-hmm. And understandably, I mean, being that famous for that long mm. and just having a world where no one says no to you mm-hmm. eventually is going to fuck you up. You know, you... And- you, you need someone to just say no now and then. You really do. And like there's kind of two roads you can go down with obscene wealth and a, and a need to retain your beauty. You can go down the kind of share slash Dolly Parton road, mm-hmm. which is obvious plastic surgery, but they kind of own it. Mm-hmm. Even though they kind of oh, look... Oh, 100%. Yeah. Yeah. They kind of look like waxworks dolls off Wish. But, you know, they own it. So they're fine with that. Yeah. Whereas Madonna is just like, no, I look like this. And it's like, no, you don't. Yeah, you're you right. literally have inflatable doll breasts at the moment. <laughs> well, you know what the funniest thing was? I don't know if you saw like the in- the, the Instagram. Again, she's trying to create controversy. Yeah. The more she tries to create controversy, you know, the more. Yeah. Where she picked up the pink undies and like threw them in a basket. It's oh. like, if I miss, I must be gay. Yeah. All I took from that video is like, I was watching it and I'm like, 
not your panties. She obviously <sighs> bought like a size 20 pair to, you know, emphasize that, you know, they were undies to, you know, good <laughs> good prop undies. Yeah. You know, nobody wants a size 8. It's a terrible, like, and she just like, you know, uh, barely has the strength to like throw these size 20 undies. That's all I took from the video. I'm like, they're not your undies. Is she trying to rig it like a carny with the bowl that's too big for the hoop? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> I have to miss. That's oh my god. Okay, I once went to a Tom Jones concert. Tom, okay, Tom Jones, amazing live. Yeah, yeah, like of his, like because people go even for those people who've never seen Tom Jones live, and you're like, mm, whatever, old seventy year old man. His raw sexual presence. Oh yeah. Until you've seen it like live and in person, just blowing panties yeah. off women from like eighteen to eighty. Yeah. Anyway, at one stage, he was singing the song and obviously, you know, all throughout his concert, like, you know, it's people, women come down and throw panties, literally throw panties on the stage at him. That man should go for his chiropractor's license because he has cracked that many backs. Oh, yeah. A hundred percent. Yeah. But, oh, my God, I was actually at a concert and this woman came down and she was a larger lady and she threw these pair of panties. Yeah. Actually hit Tom Jones. Oh Jesus! Actually hit him, and he sort of grabbed him and did him. And she'd obviously just stopped in at her local Coles beforehand yeah. and just bought like a size eight, like you know, two dollar cheese. And he just held him up. He's like, "They're not your panties." <laughs> he slut shamed one of his own fans. Completely slut shamed her for not genuinely not throwing her own real panties. These aren't your... <laughs> sorry, let me do my wealth action. Oh, these aren't you, <laughs> M- McFurkin, your, your panties. These aren't your panties. Oh, that's very fine and Sam of you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the aren't your panties. So yeah, called her out for not actually throwing her real panties. But then, if you're going to throw those, some, like a garment that large at the mm. stage, it's going to be like one of those Special Olympics things where they pass the rainbow across... But like that huge, like huge sail goes across the crowd. No, but I'm 100 percent with it. If you want panties, you want you want the genuine panties. Don't try to fake your panty love. Do you really think Tom Jones is a Japanese businessman? He's <laughs> got to pay for his new hip somehow. <laughs> I just imagine there's some roadie who just collects them all, ships them off to Japanese businessmen at yeah, that's hundred dollars a pop. That's amazing. We should follow it, like you know the starting sequence of Lord of War where they uh-huh. show the bullet. Getting cast, <laughs> going, like it just shows this lady pulling down her fucking panties in the stalls at the Adelaide Entertainment Centre, and then it goes up on stage, and then it goes into like the van at the back where a roadie sniffs it. And then goes, oh my god! If that is not Guy Ritchie's next film, <laughs> I'm fucking. I'm just snatch. I'm giving up. <laughs> but then it just ends up in a vending machine in in Tokyo. Oh, man. And, you know, the, the world just keeps circling and yeah. circling. Yeah. <laughs> and then Tom Jones walks by and buys it out the vending machine. <laughs> it's not unusual. Oh, my God. Okay. Now, we have to talk about, yeah. okay, there is, of course, only one thing that the whole world is talking about at the moment. And I came into your house, first of all, and I'm like, oh, my God, have you heard the news? And you were like, what news? Which, to me, indicates that you haven't heard the news because obviously not. you would be like, <gasps> No, I stayed off the computer today. Oh oh, my stayed Lord. off the phone. I've been off everything. Okay, okay. Spoiler alert for Witcher fans. Oh no, I do know this. Henry Cavill, yeah, is leaving The Witcher 
to reprise his role of Superman. Yeah. Okay, but this is the thing. They're not – I'm like, well, that's – okay, we'll, we'll put – you know, the Witcher will go on hold for a season while he goes off and, and no. does no, – no, I'm trying to build it up. Yeah, okay. Can we get to the disappointment? Okay. <laughs> so we're like, okay, maybe it'll be on hold. We can, we can, we can all wait for his witchy – oh, we can wait for him to just come back and grunt. Like, like but surely there is enough footage of him just grunting his way through things that they could film – like carry on a whole season without actually having him shoot more scenes. Just him grunting, stab, stab. Like Ed root, Wood, root. Yes. Ed Wood using his dentist for Bella Lugosi. <laughs> no, just just shots of him from all the previous stuff because yeah. it's literally just like grunt, grunt, stab, stab, root, root. Yeah. Oh, I'm having a bath. Like you are literally describing my hometown. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so uh, no, it turns out they will continue filming The Witcher with. A replacement actor. You've heard who the replacement actor is? I have. And it's it's one of those names that's so disappointing. It's Liam Hemsworth. I know. Oh, God. Imagine being <sighs> Thor's brother. Yeah, I know. <laughs> you know what it is? I put my panties back on for Liam Hemsworth the minute that he decided he was going to unvegan. Oh, he unveganed? He unveganed. Was that after he split up with Miley Cyrus? Yeah. And then he did all the thing of like, oh, no, my doctor has said I've totally, like, got to eat, like, an egg or I'll die. And then, like, how, unvegan. It's like, you piece of... How big... Like, he's a pretty stacked dude. Mm. How do you maintain that kind of muscle mass with just whey protein? No, a lot of the... Uh, a lot of the... Um, Actually, Arnold Schwarzenegger did a, a, a documentary on it. A lot of like the largest, um, some of the largest men in the world are actually vegan. There you go. And some of like the biggest like pro athletes um, and in weightlifting yeah. are actually vegan. I follow some on Facebook. Whoa, they are some hefty big men and it's yeah. all vegan. Now, is there any truth? So I only know what I saw on Twitter late last night. Mm. Uh, is there any truth to the fact that Henry Cavill begged to get that role in The Witcher because he's such a huge fan of the books and the games? Yeah, he is. He is obsessed. Yeah, like he is, and it's. They were saying like th- that was one of the reasons that he was so fantastic for like on The Witcher is yeah. sometimes like they would be shooting things and he would uh, like Henry Cavill would actually or you know he'd read the screen he'd be like oh actually no if you go back to the book here on on page sixty two yeah. you know this is this is not actually or he he would do this or he would do that um, yeah is obsessed with the games he's an absolute gamer nerd like he yeah. builds computers yeah like just for shits and gigs yeah well, gigs <laughs> nice <laughs> see what I did there Henry I'm available um yeah yeah because Henry Cavill listens to this Whoa! well you know well he's sitting around yeah. waiting for Superman to start but I heard that like he he walked much to his chagrin because mm. He loved the role mm-hmm. and he hates where it's going. Because mm-hmm. apparently, so the rumor that I saw on Twitter, and of course it's only a rumor, so you can't prove it, is that yeah. some of the writers on the show actively dislike the source material, which is a big problem. Oh, that shits me. Yeah. Oh. Look, I can understand because writing is a fucking tough gig. I've tried to do it myself. I've only. No, but. It, but no, it, you take the jobs you can, even if you don't like the source material. No, but. That's how things like Prometheus fucking happens. Do you know what I mean? No, that's that's because fucking, what's his face, is the Madonna of cinema and no one's saying no to him. No, people need to see that you need writers who are like, okay, this is, you know, this is the canon. Oh my God, alien, aliens. I love it. This is brilliant. This is what happens in the the Xeno world, you know. And then, 
No gay flute jerk off. Oh, just no. No. Just no. No, no fast bender fingering. Well, not in that context. (laughs) (laughs) You're right. We should very much clarify. Yeah. I'm all, in in any other circumstance, I'm all up for fast bender fingering. Yeah. Look, I genuinely just hope it's all scale, but and he walked away from the thing because the Superman franchise wouldn't stay without him. You know, mm. I, I genuinely hope there's nothing like this going on behind the scenes because I know how hard people work on shows. It's fucking hard work. Yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah, he's uh, he's going back. There was when I first you know started hearing about it. There was a part of my brain that just went, "Oh my god, is he leaving?" He is becoming James Bond. But then they were like a Superman. I was like, yeah. Ugh. Yeah. But you can't be James Bond and the man from Uncle. Yeah, you can. No, you can't. Yeah, you can. Yeah, you can. I fucking love the man from Uncle. No. They should have kept making it. Well, small problem. Yeah, one of the cast members is, <laughs> is, is selling timeshares in the Bahamas now. Yeah, is a rapey cannibal. Apart from that, you know, it's fine. The man from Uncle starring Jeffrey Dahmer. <laughs> starring that uncle. <laughs> <laughs> that uncle that's in prison for a reason. We've all got one. No, oh, lordy, lordy, lordy. Yeah, it's a, <laughs> it took a weird turn. It did, yeah. It took a very weird turn. We did I, manage to avoid speaking about Kanye West, which is good. Yeah, it's it's getting pretty hard to defend Yeezus, which is an amazing album. When the man is handing out spreadsheets with Jewish names on it, <laughs> it's like, dude. Oh, I just, I yeah, no, I'm not. I'm, I, <laughs> They wired his jaw shut. Can't they take his phone from him? Oh my god! Whenever, whenever I like see him, just a voice in my head is just like dumb, dumb, <laughs> dumb, with everything that he says, and he just descends into yeah. a pit. <sighs> yeah, put him in a trash bag, threw him out. Yeah. Yeet needs to be yeeted. <laughs> but not his catalogue leading up to about twenty twelve. Come on, e. college dropout's amazing. Runaway's amazing. Oh, yeah. Actually, actually, yeah. I like Runaway. Yeah. yeah. You know what? And I don't care what anyone says. I'll die on this hill for it. Gold Digger. Go on, sing it. Don't take my money. No, no. You know which bit. Come on. Get to the bit. No. Okay. There's a karaoke classic that no one will touch. <laughs> That's up there with Aha's Take On Me. <laughs> <laughs> I will do Take On Me any day of the week instead of Gold Digger. Oh, yeah. Yeah. 100%. 100%. She ain't messing with me, broke, broke. <coughs> Gentlemen, <coughs> oh my god! Unless you're on Twitter, then all oh, then it's all apparently. fine. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Welcome to the N word paradise. Who, who, like, if you're sitting at home, just counting the days on your clock, like you've got it marked until you can start saying the N word in a typed public platform. Oh yeah, you need some hobbies, mate. Oh, that that Zen, that fucking Venn diagram of people who want to know when Millie Bobby Brown turned eighteen and Ugh. when they can say the N word. Yeah, it's a fucking circle. Yeah, yeah, a hundred percent. Oh, you can all fuck off to Army Hamer's Island. Oh, <laughs> sell timeshares together. <laughs> oh my god, and then just form a circle jerk. <laughs> oh my god, but you know what? Speaking of things that take a Weird and unnatural twist. <laughs> that was pretty slick. <laughs> Thank 
Hiroki, like the island of Amiyama. (laughs) This week, because it is Halloween, I thought, you know what? We need to do something that's actually a bit spooky. Okay. It's a bit scary. Yeah. So this week, we take a look at one of the most violent poltergeists in English history. Is it Noel Gallagher? <laughs> yeah, the story of Oasis. <laughs> Suddenly the guitar just flew at me. <laughs> uh, look, this one will really grab you by the throat. As the family's visitor turns from a curiosity to a manifested nightmare. <laughs> I'm going to say this from the outset. If this happened to an Airbnb owner, I'm fine with it. (laughs) People are thrown from beds. Potatoes are thrown to the wall. And an Englishman's tea is wasted on the floor. My, it can't be an Irish poltergeist. (laughs) Although, maybe the Englishman's tea would end up on the floor. Yeah, I'll take that. No, they wouldn't have smashed a potato. No, they wouldn't have. Is this a simple manifestation or the vengeful spirit of a monk who was hanged for raping and murdering a 14-year-old girl in the time of Henry VIII? Wow, they actually were more progressive then. In this week's episode of The Black Monk of Pontefract. Holy fuck, that's a great name. Or, wait. People in the clergy can be held accountable for their crimes. <laughs> it doesn't rhyme, but I like it. <laughs> I love it. As soon as you said it, I'm like, oh, well, yeah, we're on the same, we're on the same page already. <laughs> now, Pontefract, which means broken bridge in Latin, oh. is a small rural town in West Yorkshire with a population of around 30,000 people. Okay. It used to be a coal mining town. And prides itself on its unique cake. Okay. I love these quaint Welsh villages. <laughs> we dig holes and make cakes. It is... No, this is English. Wait for it. Yep. It's a black cake... No. ...made of licorice. Oh, that's all right. <laughs> Fuck off. You just made me eat vegan bacon. <laughs> Don't you dare. You would try it, you wuss. It smelled like it smelled like an electrical fire and a yeast infection. Oh my god, that's just what a burger smells like. Yeah. Oh, you're so it was nice. I'm sure it was. <laughs> Pontefract used to have a castle nearby, which was actually mentioned in Shakespeare's Richard the Third. But after the fourth siege during the English Civil War. Okay. Where everyone in the castle was fine, but every fucker outside of the castle basically had their life ruined. The people pleaded for the castle to be dismantled. <laughs> uh, nearby was a priory that was dissolved in 1539. Was it a bath bomb and it just got wet? <laughs> Again, in the reign of Henry VIII. Now, standing outside the All Saints Church, which stands next to the ruins of the old priory, 
You can look at the hill standing opposite. Yeah. Picture it. Ah, it's that wind in your hair. So we're talking Henry VIII. This is during his essential reformation of the church, Mm -hmm. splitting away from the Roman Catholics and creating Mm -hmm. his own divorce-friendly cult. Yes. And then shutting everybody else's shit down. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So you stand there on the hill and you look at the hill opposite. It used to be the site of the town Gallows in the 1500s. I love that. Every town now has a cannon. Yeah. <laughs> Back then they just had a gallows. Everyone has a gallow. Just <laughs> Kids play on it. Yeah. Woo. Now. Dad, this swing smells like neck. <laughs> well, what was the gallow? Now stands a housing estate. Of course. Oh, I love the UK. <laughs> nothing ever goes wrong from building on a cemetery or a gallows. Nothing's ever gone wrong. I wonder if it had flammable cladding. <laughs> oh, Lord. We've managed to save money on this building by cladding it in the same stuff as the Hindenburg. Yeah. Oh, uh, fucking hell. Don't get me started. Actually, the old place where I used to work. Yeah. Um, we just noticed they suddenly just had all these like all these like scaffolding went up around it and there were like workers there like every day. Yeah. And it was only when they were like almost finished, someone said, Oh yeah, it's because they realized that your building was clad in that stuff that was in that housing estate in England where everybody burned in like three minutes. <gasps> Except they didn't tell any of us. They just brought workers in to just like replace it all without telling anyone mm-hmm. that oh, FYI, if there's a fire you literally won't have time to make it to the stairs you'll be dead in three minutes yeah yeah fucking uh, public safety announcement anyone living in a high rise in this country is a fucking idiot oh oh my god okay so where i'm doing my day job at the moment please let me win lotto please oh my god any reason to be able to quit uh anyway they're making us move to this new building yeah. okay and everybody already hates this new building because apparently this new building is cursed. Oh, okay? right. Because apparently people moved into – it's been delayed, people moving into it. Yeah. Okay. The people on the, fi- the fifth story moved in first. Yeah. Okay. Apparently it was a guy just sitting at his desk. Just, Type, that's typing. Just typing away. Yep. Okay. Next thing. Drip. Drip. Just enough time for him to sort of like wipe this like couple of brown flecks of brown liquid from his face. No. An eerie noise. Yeah. Sealing all this brown liquid comes down, douses everybody in a row. Oh my God. Yeah. (laughs) And... They all like they fled and it set all the fire alarms off and everything. So everybody was like in their evacuation point covered in this weird brown goo and they're like, Oh no, it's just like rust and, and just gunk um and stuff and everyone's like, like fuck it was. Um, I would stand in that fucking fire spray like it's sequid shower. <laughs> Just, no, I shaved myself. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, they'd come in. I would just be nude. I've already started a fire. <laughs> um, yeah. So apparently, the fifth floor had to be completely gutted. Oh god! Because you know, and be refurbished. Yep. Um, anyway, so they just announced that we're going to be moving in there in a week, and we're moving into the sixth floor. <laughs> 
And so the woman who sits next to me is convinced that we're going to fall through the floor. Yeah. All the way down to the bottom. And so because this place is obviously a death trap. Yeah. We, I started Googling how far the fire truck engines yeah. um, can go up. And then to, I cross-checked it with what fire engines we have in Adelaide. And in the Adelaide CBD, we actually have the, one of the tallest fire engines in South Australia. Yeah. Um, and it can reach at its maximum height the seventh floor. Right. You're on a watch list now. So we're, we're on the six. So we're like, yay, we can be saved. Everyone else get fucked. <laughs> so, yeah. So, woo, we should be all right. Yeah. We've checked. We can get out on the cherry picker. I don't know if they actually do that, though. What? I don't think they actually evacuate you on those things. If there's like, if they're, if we're stuck, like if we can't get to the, like, far, you know, the stairwell. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> Big, oh, my God, because this is the thing. All of our desks are on, like, the left side. All of the fire exits are on the right side of the building. Yeah. And in the middle is just, like, all the manager's suites and yep. the conference room. And we're like, <laughs> of course it's going to be some manager doing fucking crack who's going to set off the fire. <laughs> oh, but anyway. But, no, so the fire brigade can save us. Don't give me that look. The fire brigade will save us. Your cat in a tree fantasy comes to life. <laughs> Somebody set this fucking burning building on fire. You're on a watch list and I'm not associated with what you do. <laughs> oh, Lord. Okay, so we're standing on the top of the hill. We're looking across the hill. Gallows have gone. Here's a housing estate. Standing on the very top of this hill. Yeah. Where the gallows exactly used to be. Kate Bush. On the corner is a semi-detached house. Okay, yep. 30 East Drive. 30 East Drive. 30 East Drive. Sounds kind of sexy. Sounds like it should be in a song. It does, yeah. It all began in the August of 1966. So that's a long delay. There's a long fuse on this. Mm -hmm. Well, I mean, stuff might have happened before, but it's never been reported. Yeah, true. You know? Because, remember, these are English people. Oh, they like to complain. Stiff upper lip, though. No, they like to complain. Mm. No, you just you just take it while you drink your tea, don't you? Mm. Yeah. Mm. I never tell anyone I'm half English. <laughs> never. I don't want to be associated is with it. Is your secret shame? It is. They're scum. <gasps> what? Yeah, they are. Oh, I just don't like the English. Take it. Take that back. I, I take my 50% Irish blood and I water it down with my 2% Norwegian blood. <sighs> Doctor Who is English? Even yeah. isn't <laughs> not anymore. Now he's owned by Disney. Oh yeah! Oh, don't get me started about that. I'm so angry. Um, Sorry, I love I, the English. Oh, ugh, I don't. I digress. I put my dick in the English. <laughs> um, once they rinse the coal off them, yeah, and they're not Ridley Scott. <laughs> and Ridley Scott wasn't watching weirdly. <laughs> oh, playing the flute. Yep. <laughs> Stop fingering yourself, Ridley. <laughs> Diddly Scott. <laughs> oh Lord. Okay. August of 1966. You pervert, stop it. (laughs) The house was home to a married couple, Jean and Joe Pritchard. And I checked, it's not the story of the first same-sex couple, like, officially married in England. I got so excited. Like, yay! No, not a gay couple. No. This would have been such a different story if it was a gay couple. Yeah. Um, And their two children, 15-year-old Philip and 12-year-old Diane. Could they, could they all have just like more British names? <laughs> Mildred. Mildred. 
Mildred and Jeffrey. Man. <laughs> it was a bank holiday. Of course it was. And the Pritchards had decided to take a family vacation down to Devon. Some teas and scones. <laughs> At least I didn't go to some rocky beach. <laughs> Devon. Oh my god. So the family went, except for fifteen-year-old Philip, who was adamant he would rather be doing anything than spending a bank holiday in Devon with his family. You can't fault him for that. No, you can't. So Jean Pritchard called in the services of her mother to house sit the family home and Philip. Because nobody leaves a 15-year-old boy home alone. <laughs> Unless you want your house covered in jizz. <laughs> it's going to happen anyway. <laughs> Just leave him be for a bit. Uh, no, not the family home. Your grandma has to like... Where are they supposed to go? The park? <laughs> Down the skate park with the rest of the boys? <laughs> want to see some radical moves? Keep it in the privacy of their own room. All yeah. Right? Like, you know, the linens that were passed down by great-grandma beavers. I'm not talking about converting the fucking house into Shelob's palace. I'm just saying, fucking... you know that's what he would do. Be like, oh, oh, he'd be looking at the spout or the coffee pot. Oh, I wonder. Giving it a bit of a rinse in warm water. Eh, eh, eh. That's no what they do. No fucked a coffee pot. Bullshit. No, well, I have Okay, if anyone out there... No. <laughs> I've already had diseased penis pictures sent to me. At John Brooks. At the John Brooks. At the John Brooks. Don't send it to the poor fucking country musician. Just You know what? Just keep sending it to every John Brooks that's listed until you get a response. Be like the Terminator, Sarah Connor, until you get to me. <laughs> Just pop out your dick in a coffee pot and see how they respond. See? Oh, my God. Oh, oh my God. <laughs> Just as a quick aside, I once I used to be in a band with this dude, Gardy. He's a fucking... Sweetest dude in the world yeah. has a fucking horse cock. Like he's just ridiculous. Oh. Anyway, one day I'm sitting there at the pub and he's run out of money for a beer. Yeah, and he decides he wants my beer, so he stands up and puts his dick in my beer. <laughs> I was like, "Here you go, it's yours now." <laughs> it's a boss move. Five second rule, mate. Oh nah. nah. He was not the most hygienic. He's a, one of my best friends, but he is not hygienic. I thought you would say I'd be more impressed if it just like it just came up like an elephant's trunk and just picked it up. Pretty much, <laughs> it pretty much did that. It's just it was like so offensive. I wasn't even I wasn't even bothered. It was just like oh, there's now a penis in my beer. Yeah, yeah, that's life in Australia. It really is. <laughs> oh, on the Thursday, <laughs> Philip was amusing himself. <laughs> In the garden. Oh, please. Whilst Grandma Scholl sat in the lounge room knitting. Oh, so he was literally having a fap in the garden. <laughs> I don't know if he was literally having a fap. Oh. You know, the story is just like he was, you know, he was doing things in the backyard. But he's a 15-year-old boy, so I just assume that meant wanking. Talking to the geese. Yes. <laughs> gobble, 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 gobble. <laughs> um, it's a turkey. The geese honk. Oh, honk, 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 honk. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. You're never allowed near a dick. <laughs> no one could see what you just did then. But it was, you are not a watchmaker. What? That's what a 15 year old does. <laughs> no. No, they don't. Oh, my God, using two hands and your elbows. This is not right. Holy shit. 
This is how this is how this is how poltergeist happens. <laughs> Fucking oath. Uh, so grandma sat in the lounge room knitting, trying to you just keep yourself preoccupied and uh, not focusing on what he was doing in the backyard. Oh, he's putting his back into it. <laughs> grandma was cold. Okay. A heavy chill sat in the room. At around 11.30am, a huge gust of wind rattled the windows and caused the black back door to slam shut. Philip came inside. See, I told you, that's what they do. Oh, God. He came inside and Grandma calls out to ask how much the wind is picking up outside. Philip says, there is no wind. Outside, the weather is warm and calm. Philip went into the kitchen to make himself a cup of coffee. It's the 60s. It's what 15-year-olds are just going off to work in the cool, mine. <laughs> yeah, true. He needed something to go with his post-coital cigarette. Exactly. <laughs> so he made himself a cup of coffee and his grandma a cup of tea. You complete me, footy sock. <sighs> you want it low and sweet, grandma? Oh, Jesus. A few minutes later. Yeah. He stepped into the lounge room with the beverages and stopped in his tracks. His grandma was so engrossed in knitting, she had not even noticed. All around the grandma, dropping down, was a fine white powder, like chalk dust. Mm, Grandma Coke. (laughs) Grandma stopped her knitting and looked up and noticed the powder. What have you done? She asked her grandson who vehemently denied he had nothing to do with this, whatever this was. Weirder still, the substance was not falling from the ceiling, but from halfway up the room. In fact, the top of Philip's head was above the snow line. That's weird. Mm. It's kind of like that interstellar book scene. Oh, I was going to say Silent Hill. Oh, yeah. yeah. Grandma went across the road. And brought back her other daughter, Marie Kelly, who lived in the house opposite. When they returned, the powder was still falling. Everything in the lounge room was now covered in a light white film. In typical English 60s housewife fashion, their first thought, Oh, we better get this cleaned up. The women walked into the kitchen and skittled in a puddle of water. We sure it was water? Yeah, I was going to say 15-year-old Philip. The women cleaned up the puddle. Then as they did, another puddle appeared from another part of the kitchen floor. As quickly as they cleaned up a spill, another spill would form. Suspecting a water leak, the two women pulled up the linoleum, pulled up the linoleum only to find the floor underneath dry... As a bone. Too bad it probably had an asbestos-based glue. Mm, mm. The women turned off the water supply, but still the puddles continued to form. The woman called the water board who came out and could find no cause for the puddles. Checked the drains, checked under the linoleum. 
Eventually, the young lad suggested it might be condensation from the warm day and then left. (laughs) Most ridiculous explanation for a puddle ever. We should also know they didn't have any small pets to be, you know. How old was grandma, though? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But then the snow and the puddles simply stopped. Everything was normal until 7pm that night when Philip walked back into the kitchen to find the kitchen sink covered in sugar and tea leaves. He called out to his grandma who came and joined him in in the kitchen and then the two watched as the button on the tea caddy pressed in and more tea leaves dropped into the mess below. Wow, okay. And the button continued to press in and out, in and out. For those who've never had a tea caddy, it was, yeah, it was like, you know, it was a little thing you'd hang on the wall, you'd fill it up with your tea leaves, you'd press a button, the perfect pour of tea leaves for a cup of tea would just come out. Um, Society truly peaked. Exactly. That's just your pinnacle right there. So, yeah, yeah, they just watched as it just kept the button. It's a manual button. It's very simple. It was just a spring there. You would just... You know, press it. I'm going to Google this thing. It sounds magical. You've never had a tea caddy? No. <gasps> oh, I had a tea caddy. It's the greatest thing ever. I want one. Yeah. It's literally, it's just, it's a plastic thing. It usually has like a picture of like, you know, an exotic looking lady holding oh. tea leaves. Hello. <laughs> I, like, I like my boners and teas. <laughs> okay. So they watched as all the all the tea leaves came out. Then a loud crash sound from the hallway. Oh, no, sorry. So, yeah, so the tea is all falling out and the button continues to press. It goes in, it goes out. Grandma yelled, Stop it! (laughs) Not exactly, they're here. (laughs) Stop it! British poltergeist, fuck off! (laughs) Fucking cunt! That's 28 peas worth right there, you little cunt! I want to know what bills you be paying around this house to be fucking pumping out 28 pieces worth of fucking day, you little cunt. Get down that coal mine. <laughs> so she, she yelled, stop it. And it stopped. Okay. <laughs> but then a loud crash sound from the hallway. The two walked into the hallway. The whole light flicked on by itself. Okay. The two walked to the bottom of the stairs. They noticed that the plant that sat at the foot of the stairs was now not there. The plant and soil was sitting on the stairs halfway up and the pot was now sitting at the top of the stairs. That's just annoying. What's the the plant done to you? Just, oh, I'm just going to clean that up. What's the plant done to you? Another noise. This time from the kitchen, the two race back to the kitchen to find the crockery cupboard shaking. They described it as if someone was inside the cupboard and trying to escape. Okay. Philip approached the cupboard and struggled to pull the door open. That is such a white person move. (laughs) (laughs) Like... Like, put fucking, like, put an extra rope around that cupboard. <laughs> Set it on fire. Don't yeah. fucking open it. What is wrong with you? I'm going to investigate with my face. <laughs> oh, 
Oh my god. Oh my vital organs. Yeah. Oh, make sure my mouth is wide and open. (laughs) So he approached the cupboard and pulled the door open. And when he did, the shaking stopped. A loud banging started in another part of the house and the temperature began to fall. Quickly, Grandma announced, I'm going to get Marie! (laughs) Philip announced he was going to go with her. Ah, fair. And the two hightailed it out of the house. Do you think that poltergeists like go into a place and kind of scope it out and go, if I go from here and then I start here? Like, you know, you've got to have some showbiz to it. You can't just like, and shake shit. Like, you've got to start small. Uh. You've got to start with a little puddle. And then some weird grandma snow. Uh-huh. And then, and then just, yeah, level up, level then, up. Then I'm going to spring, then I'm going to ruin the dishes by putting some tea everywhere. And then that pot plant is fucked. I don't know. It's a bit, it's a bit kind of half assed at this stage. It it's is just a bit. a bit like, oh, oh, it was your tea. Uh, 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 look at me, I'm going to press this button. Uh, really, you came back from the afterlife to just, eh, eh, eh. Who's got time for that shit? A British ghost. Oh, it's you know what. That being said, it's a level of petty that only people who work in an office could understand. <laughs> yeah, definitely. I can picture it if I came back in my workplace, just like fuck you, fuck all you cunts. Ah. <laughs> uh. <laughs> uh, so they left the house. Marie came back, and she could see that the cupboard was shaking again. And the banging on the wall continued. Marie went next door to ask the next door neighbours. So it's a semi-attached. They share a wall. Yeah. Went and asked the next door neighbours the mountains. (laughs) If they had been doing anything to cause the vibrations or the banging sounds. (laughs) Ooh, governor, that's a bit personal. (laughs) Have she seen us like... Nervously rearrange her dress. <laughs> oh, have they ever? It's Mr. Mountain's birthday. <laughs> he visited the valley. <laughs> Only fucking time he visits the valley, let me tell you. Oh, I, wish make- I, could, <laughs> I wish I could get a ghost in here to push my button in and out. Oh. You know what I mean? <laughs> I'll give him more than tea. That's why it got so cold in there. Couldn't find it. <laughs> Is it this? <laughs> There's tea coming out in the next room. <laughs> Fuck's sake. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. You thought your sex life was bad. Oh my God. <laughs> I got fucked by a useless ghost. Front page of the sun mirror. Oh, my God. <laughs> Uh, so they asked them if they'd made any, you know, vibrations, anything that would have made a vibration or any of the bagging sounds. To which the mountains replied, we thought it was you. <gasps> and there's a young lad and his grandma. <laughs> <laughs> they returned to the house and now all was calm and quiet again. And around 9.30, Marie said her goodbyes. And Philip went upstairs to ready himself for bed. Get his favourite sock out. Lay it on the pillow, give it a little kiss. (laughs) A little while later, Grandma came upstairs to say goodnight to Philip. Would it be anal sex if it was an arsenal sock? (laughs) She came into his room. As she bent over to kiss him goodnight... 
Grandma realised that Philip was now staring wide-eyed at something behind her. Jesus. This, my cats do that to me sometimes. I'll oh. look at them and then they'll be like, oh, like yeah. behind me and you're like, what the fuck? <laughs> oh, cool, man. What the fuck? <sighs> so she realised it's behind her. Grandma turned and the two watched as the large wardrobe in the corner of the room swayed around like a drunk in a kebab shop. So like on its four feet. That's just sort of very specific. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. Did it try and chat up the young girl who was just trying to make his kebab? <laughs> I was going to say like when Beauty and the Beast goes wrong, this is the shit they don't talk about. <laughs> just the fucking cupboard in a kebab shop. Meow, guess. And I love. Oh, there's a puddle on the ground now. I guess. Oh my, oh my God, do you want to know the funniest story ever at a kebab shop? Just to digress. Oh, please. Okay. So a friend and I, we'd been out. Oh my God, I think it was the Fringe Festival. And we'd been out. We'd seen all these shows. We got like, it was back in the day when it was, you know, you could do it proper and get like really cheaply drunk on a Tuesday night. Yeah. And we'd been like bar hopping and we'd seen these shitty shows. My friend got hit in the head with a penis. It was hilarious. Um, anyway, so we were like really drunk. Anyway, we're at like this kebab shop you know it was like 3 30 in the morning i've got like a falafel she had this is very important she had like the lamb kebab yeah okay and this like super drunk guy super drunk guy came up and was all like like trying so hard to like pick her up and she was just like she was so not interested she's just like "Uh uh-huh but he was funny but yeah. You know, anyway, so he went out. Oh, his kebab was ready. He went and got his kebab, came back. He's like, oh, I've been waiting for so long for this. Then a huge mouthful of kebab. And then just turned around and grabbed my friend. And went in for like a pash. Holy shit. My friend literally just got a mouthful of beef kebab. Oh, my God. So much so that he finished pashing her. She had to start chewing. Oh, Jesus. He literally just transferred a mouthful of his kebab into her. Like a baby bird. <laughs> oh, my God. And, he was, and then he was pretty much just like, yeah. And then got up and staggered off and then fell, like fell on the street. Oh, my God. And I laughed so much. Can I, <sighs> can I crack open the book of man and let you into... What some people refer to that sort of act as at three in the morning. Oh, fucking disgusting. Street sweeping. <laughs> it's at the end of the night when you try and pick up the trash. Oh, my God. Yeah, no. She was no interested in being, like, um, picked up. Well, And then when I said, like, he fell over on the street, I mean, like, he fell over. Yeah. Like, proper, like, and then, like, police and security had to come because he was just like... Grrr. On the street, and, and she's just his... there looking at him, chewing on oh, his Oh, that's fucked up. Oh, consent is important. It's never okay to just put a mouthful of your kebab into another person. I can see why you're vegan. Yeah. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> oh, Lord. So, anyway, the, the, that's how the wardrobe was like wandering around like this dude. <laughs> like that. Philip and Grandma fled the house. No. 
and spent the night across the road at Aunt Mary's house. Oh, like it was just like over the road. Yeah. You know, there's like a demonic manifestation <laughs> happening meters away. Yeah. Ah, it's all right. Yeah, we're at Aunt Marie's. It's all right. She's got cable. Change is as good as an holiday. Exactly. <laughs> Marie's husband phoned the police. What are they going to do? Because that's, that's come over and start beating the fucking cupboard. <laughs> Oi, what's going on in here? Pop. <laughs> It was a different time. Yeah. Marie's husband phoned the police. Wait for it. Ten minutes later, a police inspector and two uniformed officers arrived. That's amazing. And they, along with Marie and her husband, searched the house from top to bottom. But they found no intruders. No. And there were no unusual disturbances. Later that night, Aunt Marie and her husband were discussing the situation. And Marie's husband suggested they call on their friend, Mr. O'Doddle, who had a keen interest in the paranormal. We all know one. We all got one. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> in that case, we are the one. I was going to say, we're the ones. <laughs> We'd be getting this knock at like midnight. <laughs> Do you know how many times I've had to explain to people, like, so what, you're like really into it? I was like, no, I find it funny. <laughs> but, but you're not like, you're not like trying to summon ghosts. No, I find it funny. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> As he tries to like summon the devil. But anyway. Yeah. <laughs> At almost midnight, they walked up the street and could see Mr. O'Donnell's downstairs lights were still on. I love this good old fashioned English. If the, if the top lights are on, nah, they've gone to bed. You can't do it. <laughs> but if your downstairs light is on, Fair play. Fair game. So his downstairs lights were on, so they knocked and explained their situation. So quaint. Mr. O'Donnell grabbed his coat and they returned to 30 East Drive. Oh, it's the good old Blitz spirit. What a good neighbour, though. I know. I know. See, this is why I love the British. It's like, oh, let me just put on my top hat and go down there and... (laughs) Fight Satan. <laughs> or a Pakistani. <laughs> well, that's why the police came. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, cupboard's shaking. Uh, don't waste our time. It might be someone Irish. We're coming. We're coming. It, it sounded distinctly Polish. <laughs> when they opened the door, they were met with a freezing blast of cold air at 30 years Drive. Describing it as like walking into a refrigerator. But nothing otherworldly happened. At around 1.45am, Mr O'Donnell stood up and excused himself and went home. Fair. Gave it a good shot. Oh, they went on the pipe. (laughs) As Aunt Marie and her husband were about to leave, they heard a bang from the living room. They returned to the living room and turned on the lights. Two paintings were now laying on the floor, the glass smashed, and the framed wedding photograph of Jean and Joe was slashed right down the middle. Slashed? Slashed. As if cut by a knife was the description. Wow. That's very specific. Mm. (laughs) Philip and his grandma spent the night at their auntie's. Not surprising. And they returned to the house the following afternoon and the house was quiet. When the rest of the family returned, the house was still silent. 
Grandma and Philip told Jean and Joe of what had happened. Jean and Joe were sceptical, asking with disbelief, What kind of knocks? <laughs> As if on cue, three large knocks were heard. <laughs> that was brilliant. The windows rattled as an icy gust of wind blew through the house. And then the house fell silent. And the temperature of the house raised to its usual level and all was quiet. For two years. Okay. Almost to the day. Grandma was 72 and now spent most weekends staying at Jean and Joe's. One afternoon, Grandma attempted to broach the subject with Jean, saying that she had been hearing noises in the house. Jean ignored her. Because <laughs> she's old. <laughs> Jean walked out into the hallway and found her bedspread at the bottom of the stairs. Ten minutes ago, it had been on her bed. Jean picked it up and returned it onto her bed. She then returned to daughter Diane's room, which she had been renovating. Then another loud crash from the hallway. Jean came out to find Philip's bedspread was now at the bottom of the stairs. Except it had knocked the plants everywhere. Grandma began to cry. What's with the plants? Simply saying, I told you, it's starting again. <laughs> if I live that long, <laughs> I'm so going to do that to my grandkids. Here it comes. <laughs> the prophecy. I've been waiting for this moment. <laughs> Soon it will drink your blood too. I'm only... Grandma returned to her own home that night. I love it. Grandma was just like, fuck you, fuck the lot of you, I'm out. (laughs) Yep, she just nopes her way out of everything. Yep, nope. Grandma fucks off. Back at 30 East Drive, Jean could not sleep. (laughs) Whether it was like the cranky weirdness of her grandma (laughs) crying. Uh, It was a warm night. Jean walked out onto the landing and suddenly a chill filled the air. Through the light that trickled in from the streetlight outside, Jean could see something moving on the landing. Fuck that. Jean turned on the light and something flew within an inch of her face. It was a paintbrush. Then a bucket of wallpaper paste flew across the landing and hit the wall. Paste exploding everywhere. A roll of wallpaper now moved up to its end and swayed like a cobra on its end. Fuck. She grabbed for the wallpaper and it fell to the floor lifeless. Then the carpet sweeper rose into the air and fell down like a club being wielded by an unseen force. Terrified, Jean raced back into her bedroom, slamming the door behind her. A sheet of wallpaper hit the door with a thud. That's such a British haunting. And Jean screamed. (laughs) Oh, it's the haunted wallpaper of East Street. That glues from the devil, I tells you. Oh, me dust brooms. It's the devil's paste. 
The devil's paster tells you. Oh, Philip! (laughs) The whole house was now awake. The children came to their bedroom doors and they all stood there as they watched paintbrushes, wallpaper and all manner of items from the landing flying about. One paintbrush flew within an inch of Diane's face and then another hit her shoulder. The family watched in horror as the wooden pelmet above Diane's bedroom window was ripped from the wall and then thrown out the window. I'm, I'm with the ghost on that. I hate a wooden pelmet. Oh, really? I hate pelmets. Pelmets are fucking ugly. It tidies it up. Oh, no. It stops, the, it stops the sun coming out from the top of the curtains. No. I hate that. No. Oh, I, the room should be like a tomb. Anyway. <laughs> Well, this one is. <laughs> so the pelmet is gone flying out. Joe raced to his daughter, pulled her from her room and slammed the door shut. The family listened in horror to the loud thumps and bangs behind the door and then a loud thump banged against the door. Diane spent the night in her parents' room. You know, well, with the pelmet gone, that morning sun's going to come in. Oh. Yeah. Awful. Can't have that. There's no sun in England. (laughs) And so life began for the Pritchards and their new lodger, who Jean jokingly nicknamed Fred. 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 Fred Fred Poltergeist. (laughs) Could you fucking British stop being so British? There's a time to not be calm, all right? (laughs) Can you imagine the fucking... The exorcism of Emily Rose. Demon, tell me your name. Fred! (laughs) As he rips a pelmet off the wall. (laughs) I can't believe you chose those curtains. Fred is gay. (laughs) Oh, my God. He just just sasses your whole house. Look at this wallpaper. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Are you colourblind? Is that what this is? Wallpaper is so 1840. (laughs) Oh, my God. Uh, So their new life began with Fred. (laughs) Fred. (laughs) Fred would rarely make an appearance during the the day, instead waiting for bedtime to really fire things up. It would usually begin with a series of loud bangs, like a drum being hit. Objects would levitate and fly across the room and lights would continuously go out. You're getting ready for bed, so it's really... Uh, yeah. It's, that'd be good, actually, if you could get into bed and just be like, Fred! <laughs> Bing! Lights off. That'd be great. I wonder if you could actually get used to it, like the routine of a poltergeist. You hear those first few bangs, you're like, mm, it's Fred. Oh, uh, yeah, we've got about 45 minutes till it's lights out. Yeah, and then you just start walking around the house and you, you know to dodge this cupboard because a plate's <laughs> going to come out. It just becomes like a convoluted one-take scene. Yeah, you would get into the like Groundhog Day rhythm where you just let the cupboard and fly open, you reach in, you get your cow, you know, your towel. You catch that. Yeah. <laughs> Plants are about to fall. There we go. Catch that plant. Put that up. There we go. Painting's about to be ripped. I'll just move that. Oh my God. Yeah. Groundhog Day. 100%. <laughs> oh my God. So objects are flying. Most times the Pritchards would go to their fuse box under the stairs and find that the lights had been switched to off. So the actual switch had been triggered. There you go. On more than one occasion, oh, God, I read this and I was like, oh, I find this the most upsetting part of the story. Okay. On more than one occasion, Mrs. Pritchard attempted taping the switch to the on position with electrical tape. Yeah. 
Like you realise one of the other things, it's like it's a circuit breaker. It's there to stop you being electrocuted. Yeah. You need it to suddenly just... Yeah. So you don't, you know, die. Yeah. Oh. I'm sorry. That just, that just, that really upset me the most. I was like, what the fuck are you thinking? Anyway. So uh, she'd put the electrical tape on, but the lights would always switch to off and the tape would have simply vanished. I like to think because Fred had some common fucking sense. Yeah. You're not old enough for tape. Clearly you can't be trusted with it. Uh, The family reached out to the local vicar. And Reverend Davy came to the house. That must be the best part of their day. Mm. Like, I guess it rarely happens, but it's just like church fate, church fate, church fate, accusation of impropriety, church fate, church fate, church fate. We have an exorcism. <laughs> that must be the best. It'd have to be a highlight. It'd have to be like their Halloween. Yeah. Like, yes. <laughs> just crack your knuckles. Let's do this. <laughs> oh. I oh kick ass for the Lord. <laughs> Oh. So Reverend Dabby came to the house on Thursday evening at seven o'clock. As did Auntie Marie and her husband from across the road. <laughs> of course they did. It's a day out. Did they England. bring Mr. O'Donnell? That's what I want to know. No. Oh the light was off. Oh, no. Yeah, well. They all sat around a plate of sandwiches and tea. Oh, traditional exorcism food. It's the most British exorcism ever. More tea, Vicar. <laughs> It seemed Fred was not keen to make his appearance known this evening. No. Until the vicar made his goodbyes to depart. Oh, what? Does he have to witness it? He can't just walk around and do like a blanket spell? Yeah. A loud series of bangs came from overhead and then a candlestick fell from the mantelpiece. The vicar told the family, (laughs) relax. He knew the answer to their problem. Their problem was little more than a little subsidence in the house. (laughs) (laughs) So vicar slash geologist slash engineer. Fair Mm. enough. Then another candlestick moved itself and floated across the lounge room until it was inches from the vicar's nose, (laughs) levitated there for a bit and then fell to the floor. (laughs) He challenged it. Then there was a large crash from the next room. Rushing in, they found all the cups and saucers scattered all over the floor. The vicar then changed his tune and told the family that something evil was in their house. No shit, vicar. Evil subsidence. <laughs> just quietly, if someone said, oh, don't worry about it, it's just your house sinking to the point where dishes are falling off tables. I'd leave then yeah. more so than ghost. Yeah. But I mean, it's, a, it's also a huge fucking, like, you know, escalation for, like, oh, it's subsidence. The devil! <laughs> the devil! You're all going to die! Oh, Lord. <laughs> so, yes, he advised them something evil is in their house and that they should move before it did more serious damage to their belongings or them and then promptly fucked off. Good work. <laughs> Why well, he fucking earned his money, didn't he? I'm out. Yeah, he fucking nopes out of there. Oh, my oh God. never complain about church fates again. Oh, fucking, oh, yeah. Oh my God, I'm, I'm going to start making the bunting immediately for next year. Oh. Jean adamantly declared 
she would not be driven from her house by a ghost. <laughs> I bet you're German, you bastard. Diane, that's the daughter, Yeah. began walking up the stairs to her bedroom when the lights to the house went out. A cold chill filled the air. From the dim lights from outside, Diane saw a huge shadow rise up on the wall beside her. Oh, fuck that. The hall stand made of oak rose up into the air and started moving up the stairs towards Diane. That's a huge fuck that. (laughs) Part of me is like, my first thought was like, yeah, fuck that. And then my second thought, honestly, was be our guest. Be our <laughs> guest. Put our service to the test. Oh my God, it's actually happening. And I just started singing Beauty and the Beast. And that was it. Beauty and the Beast. Oh my God. <laughs> This is why I'm not. I don't get like poltergeist because I just turned it into a musical. Oh, you you would annoy a a poltergeist out of your house. (laughs) Sing, do the floaty things Oh my god. (laughs) Okay, so the the oak hall stand is now moving up the stairs like a Dalek towards Diane. Yeah, Diane tripped. And fell flat on the stairs. The hall stand landed on top of her, pinning her to the stairs. Oh, consent is fucking important. (laughs) She tried to push it away, but it would not move. It kept pressing down on her. Oh, God. Yeah, I know. I'm like, I didn't know that you could be violated by a hall stand until this story. And I'm like, I'm not not happy with this at all. No, they need an onset uh, coach mm, to just, stop this from happening. This is not appropriate. Um, so it pinned her to the stairs. She tried to push it off. It wouldn't. The lights came on as Diane screamed and the rest of the family could see what was going on and rushed to Diane's side. They all pulled, but the oak stand could not be moved. Eventually, somehow, they freed Diane from underneath the stand. It's, it's as if it just sort of uh, yeah. let go. Jean helped Diane to her room where she tried to calm her. Yeah, that's not going to happen. You know? Yeah. Then tucked her into her bed and told her to rest. <laughs> Sleep it off. Yeah, It's been violated by an oak hall stand, but <laughs> sure, sleep it off. Still better than a drunk guy in a kebab shop. <laughs> 100%. Yeah. Oh, my God. But the spirit would not let Diane rest. As soon as the light was turned off, the blankets and sheet on top of Diane were reaped off the bed and landed in the opposite corner of the room. The room became icy cold. Diane felt there was someone else in the room. Although from the light from the outside light, she could see no one else was in the room. Then her mattress flew up into the air with her on it and then Diane was thrown to the ground. The mattress fell on top of her. Oh, man, come on. Diane crawled out from underneath the mattress. Because she's British, 
She put the mattress back on the bed, <laughs> put the sheets and the blanket back on the bed, remade her bed, and climbed back into bed. I would have noped right the fuck out of that window. The same thing happened. Oh, no. How many times does a poltergeist have to throw you out of bed until you're like, fuck you, fuck the lottier, and go to Arnie Jean's house? Yeah, but having seen the result of the Brexit vote, I know that Brits don't do things that are in their best interest. Four more times. Come on. Four more times. Fucking hell. I'm just, I'm not that committed to making my bed. That's why I don't think that the end of Doctor Strange would have worked that way. Mm. Dormammu, where he keeps getting like killed and killed and killed and killed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like surely like about five times in he'd be like, ah, oh, fuck this. <laughs> and just like hand the universe over to the monster. <laughs> not if they're British. Nah. They just keep going on yep. and on and on. <sighs> so the same thing happened four more times. Diane was now 14. And things were about to get much, much worse. Was the priest coming back? (laughs) And we will find out in part two of the Black Monk of Pontefract. See, we haven't even got to the good stuff. Remember, this is the most... Violent. Oh wow! Poltergeist in English history. We're just getting warmed up. Yeah, it started out like really quite innocuous, didn't mm-hmm. it? It was uh, kind of just annoying. I'm going to press this button and You're spill like, your tea. You fucking. And then where we fucking leveled up? And now it's gone all fucking Royal Rumble on you. I'm going to rub up on you with an oak hall stand. Yeah. Oh. Some oh. fucking Hulkamania shit, breaking <laughs> chairs over you and stuff. It just, it just, yeah, it leveled up. Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah. It's going to get worse. Oh, this is just the, whew. Ooh, Yeah. Okay. This is Star Wars. We're about to Empire Strikes Back. Oh, hello. Shit's getting dark. Okay. Someone's getting frozen in some. Carbonite. <laughs> I was going to say, whatever Philip's tossing around. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> but would you, okay, would you at this stage, would this be enough for you to be like, you know what, putting it on, I'm putting her on the market? Yes. <laughs> yes, it would. <laughs> at what stage would you have been like, nah, I think maybe. Maybe it's time to move on. Look, I would have had serious questions at the picture of my wife and I being slit down the middle. Mm-hmm. That inexplicably happening, uh, mm-hmm. the the tape disappearing from the electrical box. Mm-hmm. That would have definitely the large mass appearing in a hallway and dropping a fucking hall stand on someone. <laughs> that would have been for me. That would be your point. That that's the fucking nut. <laughs> we're mm-hmm. we're done. Well, and, and, it's quite, and it's quite curious because, like we said, you know, there's there's not a lot of – there's not really any recorded information of anything sort of happening before this family. Although it is noted that when they bought the house, the house was very much like it was a lot less than what you would expect to pay for a house of that size and location. Yeah. Um. <laughs> Because the real estate industry just sometimes wants to do you a favour. <laughs> what could go wrong? Oh my god! Because yeah, if you can't trust, you know, if you can't trust a real estate agent, you know, who can you trust? <sighs> Currently tenanted for zero dollars a week. <laughs> 
Renovate or pontificate. <laughs> but a boom Oh my god. An exorcist's dream. But again, it always comes back to uh, there's got to be some stage in like when someone's looking at the planning development, you know, and they're just like, oh, unused ground, unused ground, unused ground, gallows. Uh, like, is someone just like, you know what? Maybe we'll just could, just we'll leave this spot as a park. Yeah. Salted earth, ley lines, yeah, witch burning. Oh, this is good. Yeah, you know what? Maybe we'll maybe just put a car park on it. <laughs> Just you know, remember, just this one little spot. Like it's literally we're talking about like a you know two little townhouses. Yeah. Just keep it as a fucking park, mate. Yeah. You know you don't you don't need it's it's fucking Pontefract. You don't need an extra two houses that bad, mate. <laughs> it's not London, right? <sighs> just to anyone out there, if you are sort of getting into land development or zoning, um. Please stop approving houses to be built on graveyards, <laughs> gallows, former hospitals, psychiatric wards. Um, Hitler's bunker. Hitler's bunker, Catholic churches, <laughs> orphanages. I, I did get most, I did overstep on Twitter the other day when someone uh, just said, like they, were, they were making fun of the old adage, throwing the baby out with the bathwater. <laughs> and they're like, how stupid would you have to be to throw the baby out with the bathwater? And I was like, well, there's an Irish orphanage with 800 baby skeletons in their drains that'll fucking disagree with you on that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> there's, also, there's also a lot of like, you know, women in, you know, Texas and Arkansas <laughs> and Ohio right now where I don't know where it went. Maybe it went out with bathwater. I just deleted my pregnancy app and then it just disappeared. No, I, don't I don't know. I don't know what happened. It turns out it just, was just a really big fart. Yeah, that holiday in Mexico was good though, wasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Just remember it's a health issue. It's not a Absolutely other it issue. Is. Absolutely yeah. it is. It's just dickhead issue. That's what it is. Yeah. Oh my God. So... Are you? Uh, where do you think it's going to go from here? Well, nowhere good. <laughs> That's for sure. I think they're going to need to find a, a vicar with a bit more backbone. Bit more backbone. Okay. Yeah. Well, I mean, he declared that it was you know evil, and then told them to move before he ran out of the house. He's, isn't he just like the insurance industry? Just like, wow, that fire was fucked. I think you'll find we don't have to help you. Yeah, act of God. <laughs> bye bye. <laughs> That's your job. I know. <laughs> Call me. <laughs> More of those sandwiches. They were excellent. <laughs> what a prick. <coughs> Please don't donate anything to our charity auction next season. Can we call you again? Because certainly it's 555. Fuck you. <laughs> Uh, what a prick. Oh, my God. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, maybe we'll be back with some more uh, Men of the Cloth. Yeah, okay. Um, On both sides of the battle. Oh, hello. You know what I'm saying? I yeah. do. Shit's going to get real. And we'll find out if Grandma comes back. What? To fight it from, <laughs> from beyond the grave? Like. <laughs> Like, Grandma, like, fucked off. She's no better than the vicar. Oh. Remember, she was, like, crying. They're coming back. And then fucked off. Yeah. Maybe Grandma's going to come back with, like, the secret, I don't know. Thing. I thought you meant it was going to be, like, that shitty plot twist in True Blood where suddenly, like, all the fucking dead people were turning up in um, Lafayette's head. Oh, no, I thought, like, maybe she's going to, like, pop down to, like, the Country Women's Association and they're going to come back with their, like, thousand-year-old recipe to, like, yeah. you know, scones to defeat the dead. <laughs> we 
where are we going to get Catholic blood? <laughs> yeah. Oh, hang on. I know one vicar. <laughs> there is an orphanage here. <laughs> you know what? I was thinking about it. You know what we need to... You know what? Why doesn't the Catholic Church sell, like, holy water? They don't need to because people like my mum take it. No, but, like, if you could just, like... If you could, if they just had, like, a fridge down the front, you go in, you swipe yeah. your card, boop... And then just just buy whole like holy water for your you know whatever we're not going to ask don't ask don't tell needs at home. Okay, I think it's because they don't want to open themselves up to potential lawsuits because there is no efficacy in their homeopathic Jesus juice. <laughs> <laughs> but legitimately, my mum has a bottle of holy water in her bag. But they're not saying that it's going to cure anything. They're just saying it's water that's 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 blessed. I don't know. I don't you know, know why they don't do it. I don't why, know why they don't. What if they just bless the fucking ocean? Then they never need to do it again. Oh my God. Can you imagine? You just like just push the vampire in the ocean. Take that. You fuck up. Yeah. yeah. Like bless an entire ocean and then just watch a whole bunch of evil shit float to the surface. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> oh my God. Is it Cheetah Reinhardt? <laughs> Elon Musk floats? Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. So yeah, it's uh, we'll, we'll find out what happens and uh, if anyone else gets, I don't know, Fingered by a hall stand. <laughs> or a hat rack. <laughs> what do you think is the worst piece of house furniture to be molested by? <laughs> like, no, if, if you just if you saw if you had to picture like a bit of like furniture that you could tell was horny and was coming at you, yeah. what do you think would be the worst like hands down toilet brush? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! I didn't even. I'm, I'm okay. <laughs> oh my god! Oh, I, I hadn't even. I hadn't even thought that small. But yeah. <laughs> what do you think of the fridge? Yeah, I was thinking like yeah, I just the, like the fridge because it's got like it's got like those two door flaps. It's got like the one two punch. Pa, pa. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah, no, the, the fridge would be awful. Yeah. <laughs> if if you at home, if you found a pink... <laughs> if you've ever been fondled by a fujitsu... There's some, old, there's some old homophobe who I'm just going, worst thing to be molested with is the, the poof in the lounge. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, my God. Oh, my God. There we go. That's <laughs> Jesus Christ. I just uh, and we had the audacity to put ourselves in for a podcast award. Can you fucking believe this? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, I'm fucking coming back from the dead. And if we don't get nominated, I am fucking everyone with an with an oak hall stand. If we don't get nominated, or an antique ivory toilet brush. <laughs> You better fucking nominate us, you fuckers. Oh, my God. But on that note, just try to think happy, pleasant thoughts. Don't make side eye at your furniture. And just remember, real mothmen eat the carpet. And there's no knowing necrophilia. <laughs> Army Hamer. <laughs> oh, God. Don't. Oh, God. <coughs> Long COVID is real, people.